We're in Florida in early August, and that means back to school for many students. In an effort to prevent burnout, we're talking this week about avoiding student overload. Please join me. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I've helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, I'm Craig Ansell, your host, and welcome back to another episode of Career Growth Made Easy. Wow, it's hot down here in Florida, and we're in early August. And you know what that means? For many students, it's time to go back to school. Yuck. Okay, I get it. But in an effort to prevent burnout, we're talking this week about avoiding student overload. This episode is focused on our students who are returning to school, at least in Florida, and most of our high schools and colleges resume the first or second week in August. Some students actually are looking back, looking forward to going back, because I've talked to a few of them. But I've also heard that some feel overwhelmed before they even sit down in their first class. That sense of anxiety, fear, nervousness, unaware of the unknown. Ah. Let's talk about why and what can be done to help you if you're in this situation. You know, schools are great for education, but it can come at a price. A price of your time, your schedule, even feeling overloaded or overwhelmed. There's the in-school assignments, the homework, labs, but then there's extracurricular activities like clubs, sports, volunteering. And then we throw in jobs, possibly internships. Wow, I don't know about you, but that's enough already. That's pretty overwhelming. What did we forget? Oh, let's see. Your personal life, your personal time. Okay, what are you going to do with that? Well, you need time for getting your energy back. Maybe it's through exercise. What's that thing at the end of the day? Sleep. That would be nice, right? To get a few hours of sleep. And then your personal time also is for enjoyment or relaxation. So let's take a look at all those things that we mentioned, all those topics, and see what we can do about it. The biggest thing about avoiding overload is the common problem or the common human trait, taking on too much. It's easy to give a simple yes. Okay, yes, I'll do it. That sounds great. Or I've got it. I'll take care of it for you. And then you're somewhat committed. In school, the assignment's okay. You have a choice. Some teachers, whether it's high school or college, let you use the period to work on your assignments. I think that's pretty awesome. After they're done teaching, you're able to sit in the class and either do that work or work on other assignments. Some students don't always take advantage of that, and I have seen them when I've been out coaching and training on their phones, being distracted by social media. I'm sure that's not you, and I know that's not me. But 
we can get distracted by things. Our phones vibrate, signal us, let us know there's something important we need to be aware of. But if we were to focus just a little bit better on our in-school assignments, assuming, again, that your teacher allows you to work within the class, class period, class time, that could help you knock out some of your assignments during the school day, thereby alleviating some of that homework, that after-school stuff to get done. But then some teachers do use the full class time for teaching, depending on their topics, and that leaves time after school for homework. How much time will your homework need? What kind of student are you? How well do you study? How well do you absorb information? For each and every one of us, that, that can raise different questions as well as different answers. Then there's also the labs, like I mentioned. Labs could be literally working in a laboratory environment with chemicals, formulas, making things, or it could be just you're focusing on some type of technology or skill that you learned in the class, and it's more of a hands-on environment. Labs could come at a price as well, taking your time, but also issuing additional work that has to be done outside, outside the school and outside that class environment. So it's possible, depending on the type of classes you have, not only is there in-school work, there's homework, but then there's labs or laboratory assignments. So those three things alone can eat up your time. But then where does your time go so that you can enjoy yourself besides going to the mandatory things? Maybe you'll choose extracurricular activities. What are those? Well, nowadays in Florida, there's a number of clubs, sports, and even volunteering activities that you can choose from. That all sounds fantastic for options and opportunities, but it can eat up your time, especially if there's a lot of training and required classes or events to attend after school. So let's just stop there before we get into the rest of the topics mentioned earlier. The biggest thing we're going to talk about today in an effort to avoid student overload is being aware that you have limited time per day. It's a lot easier to say yes to things than it is to say no or defend yourself or give excuses. So you might fall in that category, which, yeah, I'll do that. No, no problem. I'll take care of that. Yeah, no, I'd like to join that. I'm very interested. And the next thing you know, a few yeses or a few strong maybes might have gotten you into trouble with your time management skills, your time balancing per day. So that leads you to looking at how much you have to do and how much time you have. Hopefully, you're getting up early enough in the morning so that you can kind of just start your day fresh and you're not rushing around the house or rushing out the door, whether it's to school or to a job or internship after school, which we'll talk about a bit in a moment. But get some nutritious breakfast, get a meal, something that will start your day off right so you have some fuel in your body. And again, hopefully, you're not rushing on your way to school. From there then, attend your classes, and if possible, try and use that time per day if the teacher allows as a study session or anything else to get as much work as you can done in school. Homework, that's another challenge in itself. Is your homework due daily? Is your homework due at the end of the week? Some people do choose to hold off and do things at a certain night of the week, and that's good planning. That's good scheduling, unless you don't follow that schedule. You run short on time. Events, activities, things pop up, and the next thing you know, 
you're up till midnight or beyond working on that homework that's due last minute that morning. So to each his own, but it's just a thought. As the school year starts, try a different way. Try a different plan of how you're going to handle your homework and see how that works for you. Then with regards to the labs, most of the ones that I've been to, from science to engineering and technology labs through my high school and college days, had been hands-on, meaning that you're actually performing the work and following along with the instruction. But there are some situations where after you've performed the experiment or you've done whatever tests were needed and you've completed the coursework, you can stick around for the rest of the time period, half hour, hour, whatever's left, and have that opportunity to do the rest of any assigned work, homework, or lab work that would come after the class. The opportunity there would be to stay. That way you're near the lab instructor, and maybe they'll have some time to answer any questions if you get stuck. So instead of assuming that you're going to get all your work done and say, I've got this covered. I'm a good student. I've got my book. I've got my notes. If you run into trouble, you might have a valued resource either in the classroom during the day or the lab work in the afternoon after standard school time. That leads us next into extracurricular. I wasn't so much involved in that in high school, but I did, you know, I did go into a sport every now and then. And one of the sports I enjoyed in my senior years was track and field. I got involved in the javelin and the shot put, and I so loved those two things. I learned quite a bit about technique, muscle building, strength building, and also the specific process and way that you are to throw those both, those objects, the javelin and the shot put, to achieve your maximum distance. Angles were involved, foot placement, body placement, a lot of things came into play. But what what are you interested in today? What type of extracurricular ooh, let me try and find that word. <laughs> what type of extracurricular activities are you interested in? Again, clubs, sports, volunteering, it all can add up. And it's great to be involved in those things. But if you sign up even for one or two of those things, find out the frequency with which you're going to be attending. Is it five days a week? Is it Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Or just Tuesdays, Thursdays with an occasional weekend day, right? On the volunteering side, simply find out if you have an interest or a passion in helping something with regards to society, your city, your county, whatever it is, a certain cause, maybe something through a church, for example. Find out, simply ask, what do you think the work hours will be or the volunteers' hours will be per day, per week, per month? It's not a bad question to ask because that gives you an idea of how much time you need to devote to the project. From there, then, you can start to form your ideas on how much additional time you have left each day or each week. Again, some days being different than others. That then rolls us into jobs and possibly internships. So with jobs, yes, it's great to have one if you can afford the time and you need the money, because that also helps you grow your networking and your interaction and experience, not only with a working staff, but also with customers. Then comes down to internships. I have a separate episode on internships earlier on, and I'll dig that up in a minute and let you know through the power of the pause button what that show is if you wanted to look at internships. But internships can be paid or unpaid. Okay. If that unpaid sounds really not appetizing and something that you're going to ignore or definitely not be interested in, I do strongly caution you. 
Internships in themselves can be extremely valuable opportunities to gain experience. They can be valuable so that you gain experience in something you enjoy doing and it helps you set your pace for the rest of high school or college and even your work life. Or they can be rewarding in the sense that you thought you were interested in that topic. You thought you really wanted to move from that internship into a full-time job with that company or with, with someone else. And then you realized it just wasn't for you. So if you have the opportunity for an internship, I strongly suggest you take it. Let me do a quick pause and find that other episode, which will give you a lot more details about that. Okay, I'm back. And I mentioned another show on internships that go into detail. And it was actually called Are Internships Worth It? And that's going to be episode 152. So if you like, go back and listen to 152. I think that'll be some really great advice for you to see if that aligns with your thought process and expands on today's show. I also mentioned something else about volunteering. Didn't dive into that too much other than helping your school, your church, your city, your local community or county. But I have an episode recently on that as well. And it's titled, Why Volunteering is Worth It. And that will be episode 157. So if you're taking notes, that's 152 and 157 to give you some initial information. Go back and fuel your fire with regards to your student activities and where you might want to look at putting some of your time in. It's not meant to overwhelm you, which is the exact opposite of what we're trying to do here, right? We're trying to avoid overload. It's meant to give you information and ammunition so that you can make the right choices with what you apply for going forward. From there, then, we're down to the closing, your personal life. That in itself is probably the most important of everything here. Yes, education's important. Yes, extracurricular, that word is just challenging me today. <laughs> extracurricular activities are important too, to involve yourself with fellow students, athletes, scholars, and work in those areas, along with jobs, earning some money, get to know people, learn what you might want to become in your career. But that personal life is key because I touched on your energy levels. How well do you take care of yourself personally? Is exercise involved? And, you know, you've, we've already talked about clubs or sports, but you still can have personal exercise time, whether that's walking, running, jogging, biking, whatever it may be. You might be just interested in stretching or yoga. I don't know. But that exercise comes and provides significant value to you if you keep up with it to help your body stay flexible and healthy. Then, of course, you can't do anything without recharging your batteries, and that's where you need a good night's sleep. Not only with the duration of your sleep, how many hours you get, but also the quality of your sleep. So if you're waking up refreshed, you're probably doing that right, and you probably have the right environment. But if you wake up every morning sore, or you just feel like it's hard to get out of bed, you might want to look at hey, when did I go to bed last night? And how well am I sleeping? Check out your bed arrangement. Check out your pillow arrangement. Try to get the best sleep possible. And then finally, to stay healthy mentally, I do recommend some type of enjoyment or relaxation in your personal life, whatever that may be. Some people use sports for those activities. Other people might go out and do different things, whatever it may be. But do something that you like. Maybe it's being on your phone. Maybe it's video games, social media, I don't know. But whatever the case is, make sure that you're spending time for yourself enjoying. Because if you don't, life could feel all humdrum and dull. 
And so that's not what we're going for. We're wanting to have a happy personality, a happy high energy level to be able to support, support, excuse me, to be able to support all this stuff going on in your student lives so that you can avoid overload. I hope today's show, touching on education with in-school assignments, homework, labs, extracurricular activities and options such as clubs, sports, volunteering, as well as jobs, internships, and then your personal life, talking about fueling your personal life so that you have energy to make it through your day, have helped you or helped you reconsider what's going on in your life or what you might want to apply for going forward so that you try to balance out your activities going through the day and the week. And don't forget about your weekends as well. You need some personal time, if at all possible, to recharge. I'm Craig Ansell, your host, and this is another episode of the Career Growth Made Easy show. This is episode 166, Closing Out, Avoiding Student Overload. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.